183. Tonight's conversation card. Share, subscribe, and share again. Please and thank you. It's so dangerous to put a, a, a person's individual sexual needs uh, and regurgitate that into an expectation on another human being. Don't get mad. Don't get, married. Don't, no, get married. don't get married. Don't don't get married. You don't have to get married, but you can't so, get married. You can't even be with a woman. I can't. I can't. I can't get my sexual throw, needs met anywhere else whole, but here. You can't throw a whole the whole sanctity of marriage away because if it doesn't uh, if it doesn't please me from a sexual perspective, if you get married for sex, then you're doing it for the okay, wrong reasons. Okay, hold on. Anyway. What you think they what go? What type of shallow bonds are we trying to encourage people to have if they're based on things like material things and? sex. So you mean to tell me that I got a beef with my wife, not because she doesn't value me or honor me or obey me, but it's because she won't fuck me in a month or two? Mike, her you vagina, wanna, that's on you, her, pal! It's her What's vagina, this? bro. That's on you! We cannot put, we cannot put our expectations on a, nut, well, a whole human's sexual organs. Okay. My initial reaction to this is that all of the folk on these ace metaphor videos like he and i get it um people in media generally have to have a face for uh being on, on tv okay but everybody that he has on that thing men and women alike are beautiful in my opinion and particularly when uh ace metaphor himself Oh yeah, I'll get to show this off. Took off his glasses and he was like, I'm like, oh, you, oh that was sexy right there. Anyway, but yeah, he, he's heterosexual. Again, I, I, I never give too much to heterosexuals, but whatever. My connection, I'm conflicted because honestly, sometimes it comes across to me as a form of misogyny for a guy to be like, if we're married, you must have sex with me. Um, whether uh, you must have sex with me, that that's a requirement of our marriage. But I feel for myself that for me, it, it's cool, you know, cater to you. Let me cater to you, baby, <laughs> this is your day. I want to cater to my man, you know, like I, I, I wouldn't mind bringing my man his slippers, you know, huh. um, but when it comes to heterosexual connections, I do sometimes feel like such things can be wrong. And I realize that's a problem with my thinking and that I, I do acknowledge my double standard and that by double standard, I, I feel like men can be wild with uh, with their male partners, but heterosexual men can't be wild with, with their female partners. Like that, that's my thinking and that's kind of wrong because at the end of the day, consenting adults, consenting adults, consenting adults can and should be able to do whatever they want to do, right? And if they want uh, sex and marriage to be a requirement and they establish that before marriage, go ahead, put a ring on it and put a ring on each other and have at it, you know? Maybe uh, 
have marriage counselors or sex counselors in the relationship to help with that. All right. So personally, I feel that these topics should be discussed prior to marriage. Um, in my personal opinion, once again, my personal opinion, um, I feel that yes, uh, sex should be expectation, but or phrase that now the amount of sex varies in each person's personal beliefs so yeah it varies but it should be discussed prior to when the run on it yeah that, that that's kind of a complicated thing particularly anyway but yeah, it, sexual compatibility is an important thing. I, I will say that it's important to establish that sexual compatibility. Oh man. Some people are, are, are going to be like, Aaron, you're awful, you're wrong. <laughs> I, I feel that one, it, it would help to establish that you, you all are on the same page. For example, my sexual, um, I, I, I don't have a huge, high, need to have sex a lot of time kind of drive. That That's just me. So if somebody with a, a very high sex drive marries somebody like me, it's going to be um, butting heads in the relationship and a lot of unhappiness. Anyway, my one, uh, yeah. I, yeah, butting heads and a lot of unhappiness. And my one sentence is, happily consenting adults can do whatever they want to do in their marriage, period. Basic complexity, did you want a one minute? Well, yeah, one minute. Okay. Um. My one sentence would definitely be do your research before making a lifelong commitment. In this case, it would regard sex. That it, it, it's it's funny that, that you clarified that because I was like, oh, I wish I had some time to ask him to clarify what he means. But yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. The, uh, being um, explicit, but that was the uh, <laughs> tonight's conversation cards. Damian Washington. Share, subscribe, and share again. Please and thank you. Thank you. All right. And Christina Applegate told the New York Times finishing her Netflix series Dead to Me after her multiple sclerosis diagnosis was the hardest thing she's ever done. The writers wrote her diagnosis into the script, and in a twist of Hollywood fate, I'm the guy running her MRI in a scene. I'm on set inches away from an actress I've long admired. 
in a scene about one of the rough parts of MS. And I can't say, yo, rough days fam, I get it because I have MS too. And I help thousands of people on the internet with MS feel seen, heard, and understood. Nah, it ain't that type of party, son. Say your line so Veronica Cornerstone can go home. She's clearly in a lot of pain, fam. So I set my lines and did my thing, and hopefully I'll make the final cut. We'll see when the final season premieres on November 17th. But how crazy is that? Let me know in the comments. Like and follow for more of these type of insights. And it ain't advice, just a slice of these MS bits and bites. Just to get this off my mind. Trevito, in my personal opinion, I think he's kind of cute. <laughs> but, um, like, after he said he was diagnosed with MS, me personally, it was no biggie as someone who also has MS. I know that it affects everyone differently. Um, but it was really no biggie to me personally. And that's what I have. My initial reaction is I appreciate being more out now about the whole MS diagnosis. And I love Christina Applegate. Um, I've been a, a fan of hers with married with children, you know, for crying out loud, absolutely. And my connection, when I was diagnosed, I didn't know very many people, other people with the diagnosis. I knew of Tamia, I knew of, um, um, I, 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 I knew very few people, suffice it to say. And then I, I met Basic Complexity and, you, you know, we became friends. And uh, I remember years ago, oh, right, right, right. Well, I, I told, n not years ago, but I, I remember I, I told this guy that I date or whatever, that I realized that I'm kind of scrappy you know, when it comes to the whole MS thing. Like, not scrappy in terms of, like, fighting with people or scrapping with people, but mm -hmm. scrappy in terms of I I, I fight MS. You know, I, I, I've had some falls, but we fall down, but we get up, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. And, and it's, it's not easy. It's not. Damian Washington sp speaks to that as well. And I remember years ago, when I was initially diagnosed, my, my coworker asked me, and, and this was when I was first diagnosed, had no real visible issues, you know, all of that. And she was like, oh, you, you were diagnosed with MS? Well, isn't MS like some black people diagnosis? Isn't that some black people problem? And wow. I was like, I, I, I just didn't know what to say to that. And I remember my diagnosing neurologist who told me, and she straight up told me this when she diagnosed me. And I'm not upset. I'm not upset. But she straight up told me, she's like, 
they will find a cure for AIDS before they find a cure for multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. And that don't people with the MS diagnosis out there, don't let people get you down. Don't don't buy into that. People will tell you the most negative stuff, tell you to give up on yourself, try to make you give up, but we gotta be scrappy, scrappy. We we gonna fight this thing. Okay. And I I I'm sorry, I, I, I get a little emotional about it. But um, fortunately, yes, even in the medical world, we are making advancements. We are making progress in terms of multiple sclerosis diagnosis. Uh, Ooh, I'm going over. Okay. Yes, we can. All right. Basic complexity, did you want to one minute? In addition to your conclusion. Just that... Oh, I would say once again, I was also diagnosed with MS or multiple sclerosis. Same years, Aaron, you know, to be to probably would have been <laughs> diagnosed a year earlier, but I didn't know anything about it. Um, so yeah. Definitely. It's all about how with situations like that, it's all about how you handle it and carry yourself. And that's all I have. Okay. And that's your your one sentence. Well, yeah, yeah. And that's actually a good one. And my one sentence conclusion or one sentence wrap up is, I appreciate that people are more open about it now. You know, we can and will win when we try. Yes, we can. Yes, we will. Let's do it, team. Let's go, team. Yeah. All right. And that actually concludes week 183. We didn't do anything special for the fact that 83 is the year we were both born, you know? That is true. How are we going to uh, rep- represent it with something special? You know, th- that that would be such a great segue if we actually had something planned. Like, it, that, that feels like the way that you would segue <laughs> into something if you had something planned. Like, how are we going to do this? Hmm. Let's do it, you know. But uh, anyway, but yeah, this has been week 183. 83 is special because let me talk about the 83 men that I've been with over my lifetime. No, I'm I'm kidding. It it might be around that number. It honestly, and, but that's really strictly because of my thought sexual exploration days. And, um, ooh, okay, maybe, maybe we'll have a, a little bit of a free talk about this. But um, let me just make sure I don't delete this whole thing. Okay. Pow. You know, one thing that's so interesting is 
our PG County sister, Melanie King, was talking about how, what is it called? Not date rapes, but um, people are doing a lot more in terms of wrong things with people. Um, what, what, what's the word? Um, not, ah, oh, crap. Basically, when uh, somebody takes advantage of somebody else, robs somebody else, you know, I, I actually know people who've gone through that. I know, oh man, shoot. There's this, and I even did a whole YouTube video about it on my personal page. Um, and it's like, and this was when it was new, and this was back in like 2017 something. A dude that I was gonna meet on Jacked. He and I will tell this story again, so you beware, people beware, okay? Because I, I always say first date public place, first date public. Mm -hmm. place. First date public place because one, I was trying to meet him at a public place for the first date, and he was like, nah. But you know, and I was like, yeah, we can go out to eat somewhere. And he was like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. Just come over to my house, you know. And I'm like, no. And then he's like, yeah, but huh. it, it, it's. He was like, "Yeah, come over to my house." You know, I, I had we are my block had a power outage, but I have the place lit with candles, and I, I'm like, "Well, but if you're dealing with a power outage, you probably don't want to have somebody over your house, right?" He's like, "But I, I think it'll be so romantic." I'm like, "But this is our first outing." Why do you care so much about something being so romantic on a first outing? And he was like, okay, well, I, I guess we can go to the subway up the street from my house. And I was about to accept that, about to accept that. But hallelujah, thank you. Mm, thank you, God. He got a phone call from somebody and he didn't realize that, ooh, it, it's just like that song, um, she forgot to put me on hold and I couldn't believe what I heard, what I heard in your very own words. How could you, how could you call her, baby? But anyway, it was like, how could you? Because what he did, he forgot to put me on hold while he took that call. And I overheard him say to somebody on the phone, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting him to come over now. Yeah, I'm getting him to come over now. Uh-huh. And when he came back to the phone, he realized that he didn't have me on hold. So he, and this is how I realized that he was really trying, that he was really doing something crappy because when he came back and realized that he didn't have me on hold, the mf -er, 
And I, I don't mind cussing him out because people like that doing horrible things, I get it. People, people do bad things often because they are in some kind of need and some kind of bad things happen to them too. I understand that's psychology. Nevertheless, don't take it out on other people, period. And when he came back to the phone and realized that he didn't put me on hold, that he forgot to put me on hold, that he forgot to put me on hold, he, he came back and he was like, hello, sweetie. How are you, baby? My, my <laughs> sweetie darling. And he used such, not even flowery language, but language that like I could see right through that he was trying to butter me up to get me to come over to that house. And this is the thing that, that I realized. He was trying to get me to come over to that house, get me expecting that the lights were gonna be low so he could then have that dude and whoever else pop out at me and rob me. And not only possibly rob me, but possibly kill me. Not given, I, I almost cussed. I, I, I realized I, 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 sometimes I cuss, but um, I, I, I try not to, particularly on Hashtag Burst TV, but, but he was going to do, do whatever to me because he didn't know me that well. He didn't care about me. You know, so they they could have left me wherever. I would have gotten into that dark house, seeing everything lit by candles, thinking it was because he was trying to be romantic. And man, I'm so glad, thank God almighty, hallelujah, hallelujah, that I did not go over to that man's house. Um, just quick side note, I wouldn't be surprised if his power was not out. He just had the lights on. And, and that's the whole point. Absolutely. Right. No, because initially it was like, yeah, the lights are out in my on my block. And I was like, huh. And also, watch visiting people too late, y'all, too late at night, because our conversation ran late. And next thing you know, he's trying to have me come over at like, I, it would have been after dark. So, hours. it would have been after dark. And I, see, I could imagine that I would have gotten there and seeing that, oh, wait a minute, your neighbor's power is back on. Why isn't your power back on? And he would have been like, I don't know, that, that's just how it works, sorry. But I, I've lit it with these candles. Come on in so we can have some romantic time together. <laughs> and uh, as much as I don't like being that guy that's like, it's not funny, but it, 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 it's really serious. Like that is some serious mess. Like, and that, that, just the thought of what he was trying to do, particularly 
and basic complexity. I, I, I'm not telling you you can't laugh, you know. So, sorry, but um, I actually know somebody who recently was jumped by his hookup. Now he got out alive. Fortunately, we're gonna talk about it all today. Goodness. Uh, a friend of mine, back when I lived in Maryland, told me about how there's a story of this dude who invited another dude over his house for a sexual hookup and the dude stabbed him to death in his own, I almost cussed again. Ooh. Let, let, let me just say y'all, if I cuss, forgive me. Okay, if it comes out, I, I might not be able to catch it every time because I, I get really emotional about stuff like this. But um, stabbed him in his house to death. And I remember my friend, he was like, wow, you know, I, I, I was so surprised by that because I always felt, and this is what he's telling me, I always felt that it was safer to invite a dude over to my house because I have control of that environment. Better control of that environment. He's coming into a new environment. But now I see that ridiculous people can be ridiculous wherever they are. Awful people can be awful wherever they are. You know, because he was thinking that the only people that would get murdered in such cases are the people who went over to somebody else's house. All of that to say, and, and I feel like this really helps. And I, I, I don't think this is necessarily 100% foolproof, foolproof, but it, it's a high percentage. First date, public place. And dare I say, don't go home with him or her. First date, public place. Because what happens, I believe, that you do the first date in a public place and people who have something planned to do some nasty thing and, and rob and stuff like that, they don't, necessarily plan things out far in advance. So they're not gonna wanna deal with meeting with you on a first date and deal with getting to know you. If anything, it will probably be a bad first date and you won't wanna go out with them again because they won't be able to keep up the facade. <laughs> the hey baby, like like he said when he came back to the phone. This is how I do phone like a Diana Ross did phone. Yeah. But in, in, anyway, but when, when he came back to the phone and he was like, "Hey baby, hey sw sweetness, sweet muffin tart, I, my love." Is it? And I think he did that too. Is it too soon to say I love you after one conversation? <laughs> Yes. 
I. Hmm. So you're saying yes, sort of makes me. How far are we at? We're right at one hour, so maybe like just a couple. But I will say that. Do you believe people can fall in love at first sight? Let me say, I believe they can. I um no, that that's not what I believe. <laughs> love is deep. Love is deep, and yes. you can't love somebody at first sight because you can't know everything about them at first sight. You can fall in like at first sight. You can fall less deeply in like at first sight. I I don't think you can classify it as love. Now I, I was just ooh, I was just watching, and I love me some. Mm. <laughs> I I know he's another heterosexual man, and I I, I don't fall. I, I don't go too far with heterosexual men, but just like people who I dislike as a person, I can dislike somebody as a person and still acknowledge that they're beautiful. And I, I, I can acknowledge somebody as heterosexual as a person and still acknowledge that they're beautiful. Bobby mm -hmm. Brown is beautiful, okay? Period. Um, <laughs> even, even as a thick brother, he's still beautiful, in my opinion. But I, I was just watching him talk about uh, his first date with Whitney Houston and how he was like, it was at the Soul Train Music Awards. And <laughs> he said that she kept bumping him. She kept bumping him. And uh, he turned around and he was like, you know, you keep bumping me, right? And Whitney Houston was like, yes. And <laughs> He said that he just looked into her eyes and he said it was love at first sight. And I, I believe that, well, not love at first sight, because of course he's seen Whitney Houston on TV and stuff like that, I'm sure. But I can see falling in love with somebody, particularly looking deeply into their eyes in person. So I was like, I know that's right, Bobby Brown. That's so sweet. Yes. You know, man. Anyway, do you have anything to say, basic complexity, or you just let me take up this time? Just um, like you said, um, I really don't believe in love at first sight. Now, lust at first sight whole different, so I fully believe in that. Lust is based on the physical, so yes. Yeah. I, I, I feel kind of awkward talking about lust at first sight, particularly after talking about the beautiful Bobby Brown, Whitney Houston story, you know, because I, again, uh, it could be deep like at first sight, you know? And oh, 
that's just such a beautiful story though. Like to imagine both of them at the Soul Train Music Awards and Whitney Houston deliberately bumping into him. And he was like, you know you were bumping into me, right? And she's like, I know. Oh, I, get, oh, I, uh, I love them. I love them. I love them. Particularly because, anyway, I, I, I don't need to go into all that. Um, do, do you uh, have anything else to say? Uh, no. All right. Let's end the broadcast. Oh, no, not yet. This has been week 183. I'm Aaron Mack, the 1983 baby. You can find me, Aaron Mack, A-R-O-N-M-C-K, at B-E-R-S-T-E-A-B dot com. It would be right here, but I just took it down. <laughs> but uh, B-E-R-S-T-E-A-B dot com. And you can find us everywhere, hashtag B-E-R-S-T-E-A-V. You can even ask Jeeves, uh, ask Jeeves about us. Do you remember <laughs> Ask Jeeves? Somewhat, yes. Yeah, like, like that was because, anyway, based complexity, <laughs> where can we find you at Verse TV? Uh, well, first of the basic place, well, crazy, I said that. But um, at basic complexity at verse tv.com. Um, basically, two words pushed together basic B A S I C. Once again, C O M P L E X I T Y at verse tv.com. Um, I could also, well, the I could be found on Instagram. Um, yes, clearly Instagram. Um, at basic complexity, I think hyphen, not hyphen, but in parentheses, Kevin. And yeah, that's on uh I forget. <laughs> okay, I I'll do it for you, friend. So <laughs> your Instagram is at basic complexity, and that's it. Basic complexity. Your TikTok is at my basic complexity, and that's it. You can put your name in parentheses, but but that that's another thing. But we find you, it's at basic complexity. And your email is basic complexity at versetv.com. Thank you. Week 183. We're 83 babies. That's why we came to you all today, because we're both 83 babies and it's special. Today is special. Yes. Talk to you later, social media world and family. Talk to you later, hashtag Verse TV family. <laughs> hashtag Verse TV. I'm Aaron Mack.
Kevin, aka Basic Complexity. Hashtag Verse TV Family. Hashtag Verse TV. 183.